Welcome to the latest episode in COVID-19 Business in Focus, where we explore the business impacts of coronavirus. I'm Rowena Morris, a director at PwC, and I help clients prepare and respond to crisis situations, and I'm your host for this series. Coronavirus has had severe impacts on business and the economy. Fortunately, the government has put in place a number of initiatives to support businesses that are struggling. This is the second half of our special two-part feature on accessing government funding. In this episode, we'll discuss the two coronavirus business interruption loan schemes. We'll provide practical tips on how to access the support that you might need to navigate through this challenging period. I'm delighted to be joined again by my colleagues John Williams and Sarah Strang. John and Sarah both work in our Dessen Capital Advisory business. Hi both. Hi Rowena. Hi Rowena. So Sarah, I wonder if you could give us a brief overview of the business interruption loan schemes. Yeah, so there are two schemes, um, the Coronavirus Business Interruption Loan Scheme, C-Bills, and the Coronavirus Large Business Interruption Loan Scheme, C-L-Bills. Both of these schemes involve approaching one of a list of accredited lenders and seeking a loan amount, which is then 80% guaranteed by the British Business Bank. But beyond that, there are some differences between the two. So if I just focus on the smaller scheme, this is for companies with revenue of less than 45 million, and they can apply for loans ranging from £1,000 to £5 million. The loan requested can extend from three months up to six years, dependent on the type of facility requested, so if it's a working capital facility versus a term loan. There's no interest payable for those first 12 months, and that amount, alongside lender fees, will also be covered by the government. In terms of eligibility, the key decision on this is actually delegated to participating lenders, subject to a relatively small list of restrictions. Firstly, there's the turnover threshold I mentioned earlier, so that's 45 million, and this is importantly tested on a group basis and a worldwide basis. Any sector may apply, apart from a few restricted industries such as banks and insurers and various public sector and educational bodies. The company must generate more than 50% of its turnover from trading activity, and the loan must be used primarily to support trading in the UK. Much of this is common with the larger scheme, but with a few key differences. That's a really helpful summary. Thank you. And how about the larger schemes? John, who is that aimed at? Uh, yes, yeah, so the large business interruption loan scheme actually only opened uh, towards the end of April. And this is aimed at businesses with turnover in excess of 45 million. It was initially proposed for businesses with turnover between 45 and 500 million. But the upper limit has now been removed, which is a helpful step. I see. That makes sense. And how does this scheme work? Um, so in terms of what a company can borrow, um, if you've got turnover between 45 million and 250 million, you can borrow up to 25 million. Uh, and for turnover above 250 million, you can borrow up to 50 million. Um, this amount is also subject to a cap not exceeding either twice your annual wage bill or 25% of your turnover. Um, and the loan itself can be up to three years in length. Uh, but where it is different from the smaller scheme is that there's no interest-free period. I think one of the, one of the key things about this scheme um, is that it's the newest scheme. And so I think it's fair to say that lenders are still getting to grips with the guidance uh, and how best to apply it. Um, consequently, we have seen developments in how lenders interpret this scheme and we'd expect this to continue over the coming days and weeks. So it sounds like a completely evolving and rapidly changing situation. So Sarah, what impact might it have on these businesses? 
So at the moment, we're speaking to a number of corporates facing significant liquidity challenges as a result of COVID-19. As John mentioned, the larger CL bill scheme was only recently opened. So before then, there were a lot of companies which exceeded the turnover threshold for the C-bill scheme with literally nowhere to go for additional support. The hope is that accessing these loans will help corporates work through this liquidity crisis and be sufficiently financially secure to emerge as a viable business once restrictions are lifted. Okay, so John, for businesses looking to apply, what challenges are they likely to face? Um, the main challenge for companies is, is putting forward a well thought out application which demonstrates their viability at pre-COVID-19 and also sets out clearly what their liquidity need is. Uh, but there's also a few specific issues that seem to be cropping up a lot in our conversations with borrowers. Uh, the first one relates to PE-backed corporates and whether or not they can access the schemes. Um, there's actually nothing in the rules of either scheme specifically excluding these companies. Uh, and in fact, uh, in the British Business Bank website, it, it does highlight in a Q&A session that, that they specifically can access uh, these schemes. Um, however, there is guidance given to the banks, and, and part of that guidance includes uh, what's called an undertaking and difficulty test. Uh, and this is quite a complex point, but broadly, there are a couple of balance sheet tests around accumulated losses and gearing. Uh, and what we're finding is that the very nature of the structure of most PE deals means that they're often um, failing this test and therefore not being eligible. And um, the second main issue uh, is that lenders are primarily focusing on their existing customers as they are struggling um, with the sheer volume of requests that they're facing. But therefore, you know, businesses that don't have existing lender relationships, you know, finding it quite difficult to access the schemes. Um, however, on a positive note, more lenders are becoming accredited with the British Business Bank. And so this should help the situation going forward. Okay, great. So it's really helpful to understand those challenges. And maybe if we turn to now Sarah, maybe some of the key things that should be covered in an application. Can you give some highlights? Yeah, so from experience, it's really important that the company put some thought into their application and make sure that it covers all of the necessary elements. Most lenders require a fairly straightforward application form to be filled in, but it's the supporting documentation for that which is really important. So the key things which need to be covered are demonstrating a sound financial baseline for the business pre-COVID-19, setting out how COVID-19 has impacted the company's finances, the steps that have been taken to mitigate that impact, so such as taking advantage of tax deferrals or furloughing workers where necessary, you also need a set of forecasts showing a range of potential scenarios, depending on how long the business is likely to be impacted. And then lastly, some longer term forecasts to show how the business can actually repay its requested loan. So covering off these key points should increase the chances of a successful application. Okay, brilliant. So I wanted to move, move on now and spend a bit of time thinking about the longer term impact. So as we've already discussed, the scheme will provide some welcome relief to businesses over the short term. But looking forward, what impact do you both think it will have on businesses over the longer term? Maybe, John, if we start with you. Um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, these loans need to be repaid. And so they are going to place uh, an additional burden on the businesses that use them. Uh, but it is clearly worth highlighting that in the current environment, where many businesses are struggling, liquidity is their absolute primary focus. Um, and that's logical and right that, that they do that. So cash is king. And I think they should use these loans if they do need them. Um, however, at some point, the loans will need to be paid back. And with a backdrop of uncertainty as to what the recovery will look like, you know, is it V-shaped, U-shaped? I've even heard bathtub shaped. So it's clearly a challenge for businesses to forecast accurately as to how and when they will be able to do this. 
And I think the other point to bear in mind is that in recent years, uh, we've seen increasingly borrower-friendly terms uh, and leverage levels creeping up. And it's highly likely going forward that the leverage levels that we see in the market will be adjusted downwards for both new deals and refinancings. So this factor, I think, combined with how the recovery looks could lead to some businesses struggling to repay their loans. Yeah, so as John said, it's, it's almost inevitable that we'll, there will be some defaults as in some of these business interruption loans as companies suffer setbacks, both as a result of the continued impact of the coronavirus and just in the normal course of trading. What's worth thinking about in this context is the banks and how they might behave in this scenario. So whilst the loans are 80% guaranteed by government, if a loan cannot be repaid when it falls due, then the lender must do everything it can to recover that loan first before it can claim 80% of the difference between what it has recovered and the original loan amount from the government. So at the point of claiming on the guarantee, the lender will then have to provide evidence that the loan was fully eligible for the relevant scheme in the first place. Given the guidance for this is open to a degree of interpretation by the lender, there may be some instances where lenders lose out, which could have a huge cumulative impact on any given bank if their numbers of defaults are high. It's possible that we might also see a degree of consolidation in these loans in the future, particularly consolidation of those that are struggling to perform, albeit there are currently restrictions on the guarantee which prevent ownership, transfer of ownership. So we've talked a lot around the technical side of things over the last 10 minutes or so, which has been really helpful. But I wanted to really finish up on some practical top tips for organisations who are thinking of applying for the coronavirus business interruption loan schemes. John, maybe could you cover that off? Uh, thanks, Serena. So I think when having a well thought through proposal for the lenders will be absolutely key. Um, and key to that is understanding the cash flow is absolutely critical. And the other thing I'd say is that fundamentally, uh, on a positive note, I do think that lenders want to lend and be supportive and therefore helping the lenders by providing them with the necessary information that they will need internally uh, and having an active dialogue with them should hopefully get the right result. Brilliant. Some great top tips there and really good insights. Thanks very much both. And of course, thanks to everyone for listening too. If you'd like some practical advice around accessing government funds, you can visit our website at pwc.co.uk forward slash COVID-19. This is where you can find an overview of all of the government-backed initiatives that are available. Please subscribe to keep up to date with all of our latest episodes. And until next time, please do stay safe and look after yourselves and your families. Mm-hmm.